and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Zen Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today, we're doing another of our team previews. This time around, it's the Birmingham Phoenix's women's side, a side that went out in the Eliminator last year, but were a strong challenger in the middle of that pack. No, I think the third place finish was probably about right for them. They had plenty of talent there. Lots of really exciting domestic players, just not quite at the level of Invincibles and Bray, who obviously made it to the final eventually. This year, I think they look really strong. They've got a couple of superstar overseas players. They've retained a very nice domestic core still from last season. On the whole, it's a team that looks like it balances pretty well. And I think they're in a pretty good position going forward this season. When you look at this side, Charlie, there's so many interesting things. They brought in three new overseas players. And I think the two biggest additions are probably Sophie Devine and Ellis Perry, who come in at the top of the order. Ellis Perry's been the poster girl for women's cricket for so long. Doesn't bowl as much anymore, but, you know, loads of experience and quality with the bat. And then Sophie Devine, the all-action New Zealand all-rounder, swings it at the top of the innings, useful all over the shop, and then can hit it really nicely at the top of the order. Those two coming in to this Phoenix side bring so much quality and experience to that top order. Absolutely. They're two gun picks and I think they're two absolute bankers. It's a good bit of recruitment for the Phoenix, I have to say. It makes up the top four. That, to me, looks very strong. And Eve Jones and Amy Jones, who we've got carded at one and four, respectively, and then Devine and Perry. On paper, it looks really strong. They're fantastic additions. And what's really nice is when you have those two gun players at the top of the order, it's great to be able to back that up with two really fantastic uh, domestic players. Eve Jones, uh, average 29 uh, in the 100 last year, striking 118, but in good form in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, uh, averaging 26, 213 runs. Only a strike of 102, though, which isn't particularly high. But you know, she's a good player to have at the top of the order to score some runs. And then Amy Jones, a top run scorer in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year, averaging 36, strike over 137, was great in the 100 last year. Showed so much intent. Only averaged 25, but struck at 155. She really went at it, scored a lot of boundaries. Great fun to watch. And that's what's really nice about this, Charlie. You have the left-handed Eve Jones at the top, Divine Perry, the really, really intentful Amy Jones. It just adds a lot of variety and quality and experience. And that top four in itself fills a lot of roles and I think can work really nicely. Yeah, it does. I think the balance is really nice there. It's going to be hard to bowl at. You have Eve Jones, the left-hander, who's going to make it very hard to plan to. She's not necessarily the most intentful player. I think she'll probably aim to bat long and take it deep. But then you have the power of Divine Perry Jones around her. It's a good setup. It makes sense. And I think it's quite a deep batting lineup too. So with that in mind, it looks like they've got a very clear game plan. And if they stick to it, it comes off. There's no reason why this top order won't be a very successful one. I think when you look at that batting depth, there are interesting options. Georgia Elvis struggled in the 100 last year, um, only average nine, struck over 92. We know how good Georgia Elvis is. She's played a lot of cricket for England over the years, but just, you know, maybe not the force in T20 cricket that she has been. Uh, and then you go down, Stir Callis is in there as well. And then you've got Sophie Molyneux and Izzy Wong. And Sophie Molyneux, the Australian all-rounder, fantastic left-arm spinner, can bat as well. Izzy Wong could hit a long ball. I think that middle order has options, but with Elvis and Callis, it's not you know the strongest five and six in the competition. And Molyneux and Wong can hit, but I, I just think the depth of that middle order isn't quite as strong as others in this competition. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I do think they got some quality there. I do think they got variety of options. And I think having Molyneux and Wong at seven and eight represents pretty decent depth, if I'm honest. But I agree the middle order isn't necessarily as strong as the top order. And 
I think there are some other sides, certainly, that have a stronger-looking middle order than what they have, but I still think it's perfectly serviceable given given what they have. So I'm I don't think it's necessarily a gaping flaw in this squad, but I would agree with you, it's not as strong as others. Sturkow is averaging 26 in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year, a strike of around 100. It's really nice to have a Dutch player in this side. And I think every side that has a Dutch player becomes instantly better. So that is a positive at the very least. Let's move into the bowling. We've talked about Sophie Devine already. Obviously, really nice option. We don't know how much Elise Perry will bowl, but Perry and Elvis add something. And then I think you've got a really interesting spin lineup. Before we get into the seamers, I want to talk spin. Sophie Molyneux, we know full well how good she is. Slow left armour. Kirsty Gordon last year, fantastic. 15 wickets in nine games. Runs a ball of 1.24. On the other side of things, Absaka Maxud, uh, 1.27 runs per ball, so economical, but only took four wickets. But there's lots of variety. Two good left arm spinners, a leg spinner, lots to like, Charlie. There is a lot to like there. It's varied which is always a big asset in T20 cricket. Abtar Maksud wasn't necessarily the biggest wicket taker last season, but she was economical and just a very useful asset in general. Kirsty Gordon, as you mentioned, really good find for them. And Sophie Molyneux, of course, is very experienced and has been a really good campaigner for a number of years now. So I think there's variety there. I think there's quality. I like it. It's a good spoon attack. Is it the best in the competition? Maybe not quite, but it's definitely up there. I think what's nice is you have a varied spin attack and then you have good options with the ball. Izzy Wong was a little expensive last year, 1.4 runs per ball, but we've seen how excellent she is in this England side. Bowls with real heat can swing the ball. I just think there's so much to like. And I think what's nice is that you have Sophie Devine there already, so lots of experience there. You have Emily Arlott, who was all right last year, 1.28 runs per ball, six wickets at 25. She was decent. So you have Arlott there, a good domestic support seamer. You have Devine, you have the pace of Wong. Again, I think the, the just the, just the variety in that spin and pace attack should work quite nicely. I completely agree. I think it's a really vital tool for teams, and I think they're balanced out quite nicely here. They've got a lot of options, a lot of flexibility. They've got a couple of bowls on the bench, maybe not as many as they would have liked to have ideally, but in that starting eleven, they can go lots of different ways. They can set up their bowling attack in different ways, depending on the situations and the circumstances in front of them. And I think that's going to serve them really well going forward. They had the flexibility, and that's always going to be key. I think there's lots to like about this side. I really do. I think there's lots of options with the ball. I think you can go in different directions. I just, you know, I do worry a little bit. There's a lot of pressure on the top four to score big runs. I think Eve Jones is probably going to play quite conservatively because of the fact Elwes, Callis, Molyneux, Wong isn't the strongest lower order. So I think Divine Perry going to have to bat long. I hope Amy Jones stays intentful. Uh, I do hope that that access to the top four, I think it potentially can support a slightly weaker middle order, but there will be pressure on them. I think the bowling attacks varied. I think when you have Wong, Molyneux, Divine, there's lots to like. And I think Kirsty Gorn, Arla and Matsu can all play roles. So I like the bowling. Just not sure about this middle order. And in general, I'm not quite sure if this is a true contender for the title. They look like a very good side that could come in the middle of the pack. Just not quite sure about a top two finish, to be honest with you. But what do you think of this side, Charlie? What are your expectations for them in 2022? I don't think they're necessarily the standout team here, but I think they're definitely better than quite a few other sides. I think they've got a lot of quality in that team, a lot of match winners there who could certainly take the game away from many in opposition. I don't necessarily think the top two is going to be their obvious landing point, but I wouldn't rule it out either. I think that they are a decent side. Yes, they've got a couple of issues there, but 
when you've got the quality of Devine, Perry, Amy Jones, Izzy Wong, you're never going to rule about either. So top three is not impossible, but I don't necessarily expect them to finish there. In terms of a one to watch, it's going to be Izzy Wong, just because it's impossible not to watch Izzy Wong. I think when you look at any side with Izzy Wong in it, she's the star. Ball's quick, swings it, can really trouble batters with her pace. And you've seen her ball short deliveries that really ruffle some feathers. I think the fact that she bowls so quick is an absolutely massive asset for them. Then she can swing with the bat as well, Charlie. So a future star for England. And I think for the Phoenix, it's going to be one of those players that they're going to be building around for a long time to come. Yeah, she's absolutely a fantastic player. Absolute gas with the ball and can hit a long ball too with the bat. You're right. She is going to be the kind of player that this team is built around long term. I think it's very unlikely she gets released or moved anywhere else. She is going to be a hugely vital cog for this Phoenix team for many a year to come. And like you say, it's hard to overlook Izzy Wong when you're thinking about one to watch. She's just an incredibly exciting cricketer. In terms of our fantasy pick, it's going to be Sophie Devine. I mean, obviously, she's probably going to take the new ball alongside Wong, maybe get the second set. She swings it as well, so as a wicket taker. So lots to like about that. And on the top of the order, I think, especially with the kind of pressure of not having the strongest middle order, I think she's going to look to bat long, score lots of runs. And then, as we've kind of seen with Devine over the years, she might tick over to like 40 off 36 or something. And you're thinking, well, I'm not sure about this. Then at the back end, she really unleashes. I think that could bring you a lot of potential runs. Amy Jones also in there. Elise Perry also in there. Lots of really fun, fancy options. I think this is going to be a really fun side. So the Birmingham Phoenix in 2022, lots of star power, lots of really fun players. I think if the likes of Divine, Perry, Amy Jones, Sophie Molyneux, Izzy Wong can step up alongside the role players that they have, they could be a contender. I just don't see them quite standing up to the very best sides in this tournament. But thank you very much for listening to The 100 Podcast. We've got a team preview out for every single men and women's side. Check them out on our feed. And if you want to find out more about the podcast, at Podcast 100 on Twitter. For now, thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next time. Music